Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast on a somewhat grey and overcast Monday. A mood, it has to be said, has been mirrored on US markets so far, but more on that later. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by City AM's economics and markets correspondent Jack Barnett to chew over the bones of a host of economic data in recent days. But first, the headlines in the city this afternoon, and it's house builders that are leading the bulletins. Shares across all of Britain's biggest house builders are down today after the announcement of a new plan that will see developers pick up the tab for renewing dangerous cladding on lower height buildings. Those are those from about four to six storeys high. Now, in the wake of the Grenfell Tower fire back in 2017, fire safety defects were found in hundreds of blocks of flats across the UK. And while the government quickly moved to settle the bill for higher buildings, lower height buildings didn't receive the same treatment. The bill is expected to be significant, with the average cladding bill believed to be around £40,000 per leaseholder. Developers are, of course, split. Some, like Taylor Wimpy, have already committed to footing the bill, whilst others say they met regulations at the time and they shouldn't be retroactively charged. Regardless of the rights and wrongs of the decision and the principles behind it, the market has had its say today. Elsewhere, Aldi kicked off a week of trading updates from retailers and supermarkets with a promise to deliver the lowest prices of all the major players. With higher input costs, thanks to widespread inflation, that will, of course, eat into margins. But with a cost of living crisis very much on the way, they'll be hoping the gamble will pay off in volume. The rest of the major grocery and high street operators, as I say, are reporting Christmas updates over the next few days and weeks. Many eyes are on M&S on Thursday. And elsewhere, fintech darling Wise's shares have been hit hard by the publication of a city sell note. Wilco are set to shut 15 high street stores in another blow for bricks and motor retail. And the boss of Rolls-Royce Motor Vehicles said a life is short mentality, engendered no doubt by COVID-19, has led to people splashing out on a new rather shiny motor, an example perhaps of being a tad too honest when speaking to journalists. Um, Jack joins me now. Jack, pleasure as ever. Hello, hello. I'm glad to hear you haven't lost your voice after a day at Crystal Palace away at Millwall on Saturday. I could, I could have lost something else, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Well, you lost your sanity going. Um, moving on. It is... If it feels like as we've turned into 2022, you know, our inboxes are always full this time of year of predictions for the year ahead, um, surveys of, of the year ahead. I think it's fair to say if I... If I would describe the mood, if it wasn't for inflation, if it wasn't for interest rates as a result moving either way, things there seems to be a bit of optimism around. Do you think, I mean, is that mainly due to the fact that in December there was this fear of here we go again around Omicron, and now people are actually starting to see that there might be some light at the end of this particularly grim COVID tunnel? Yeah, definitely. I think um, a good a good measure of that is um, there's a survey out from Deloitte today, um, which is saying there's a record proportion of finance chiefs at the UK's biggest listed firms uh, are intending on ramping up investment spending for the year ahead, um, largely driven by um, increasing digital infrastructure, tackling supply chain crisis head on. Um, that is a measure of, you know, some of the top chiefs across the UK are saying that, well, we'll get through this inflation mm. bite now. Omicron is just not as bad as we thought it once was. Let's focus on the long term. Let's focus on growth let's focus on improving productivity um and i think the mood is 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 upbeat but the first couple of months might be a little bit hairy Mm, yeah and we will come back to those the the hairy months um business needs to invest right because you in the uk at least you know we were looking at data 
yesterday as we're putting the paper together from from UNESCO, painted a pretty grim picture when it comes to investment in the UK. I read a couple of interesting pieces over the Christmas break as people take a pause and take a breath to look at the economy in its wider sense. And the UK does lag significantly behind you know, what we think of as relatively sclerotic, mm. bureaucratic economies, um, even those on the continent, when it comes to just putting the cash up, investing in new kit, and obviously the productivity benefits that accrue from that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it feeds into this wider narrative um, that the obviously the Prime Minister was going back to um, back in October now of saying that we can we can get through this inflation cost of living crisis by improving productivity um, mm. in the country. Obviously, if you if you make productivity gains, it's gonna it's gonna increase supply. And mm. you know, economics one hundred and one will tell you that if you increase supply, it's gonna ease price pressures. So it's encouraging to see that investment levels, well, investment intentions mm. are are reaching record highs. Um, I think it's obviously been quite notable. There's been a bit of a drop off in investment in the UK since Brexit, um, but you know, the signs are there that it could get back to the levels of, of where it was three or four years ago. Mm. I should, of course, be said that although, that, yeah, you're right, there has been a bit of an investment drag when it comes to Brexit. It's nowhere near anywhere of uh, any of the predictions of, of anybody uh, sort of pre-referendum of, of doom and gloom. It's it's a drag and it's not a collapse. Um, moving from our rainy island to a, a rather frantic Wall Street today, um, a note from Goldman has set the, the cat amongst the uh, New York pigeons. It has. And I think, I think markets are now... They're definitely waking up to the fact that stimulative monetary policy is 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 on the verge of dying. Mm. Um, Goldman have said today that they they now think that the Fed are going to hike rates four times this year. Mm. They had penciled in three before. I think they'll take interest rates in the US to about two point four percent by the end of the year. Um, and it's just you know it's feeding into this wider narrative that central banks, the big players, the big central banks in the world, are now starting to flex their muscles and say, well, you know we've Inflation has been running out of hand for quite mm. a while now. We need to actually start to start to try and tackle it. Yeah, there'll be a debate to be had in the years to come about whether they are being forced to overly flex their muscles by the fact that they let them become rather rather weakened over the past year or so um, by not moving. Um, the Bank of England first meeting, I think, February 3rd, somewhere yep. in that region. Um, reading some analysis from ING just uh, before we did this putting it at 50 50 as to whether there's a rate rise a lot of the decision making will presumably be shaped by friday's gdp print it will be um i think it's a lot of the, the city particularly are expecting friday's print to be reasonably upbeat around about 0.6 percent growth um it should be said and that's for q4 it's just for november just so for we've november. just obviously got the tail end of that month where omicron started to actually exert a bit of influence over mm. consumer behavior and people spending patterns as well so it won't it won't be hugely marked in the data but I think the, the the big one is December and the big one is also January as mm. well. Most people in the city expect about a 0.6% contraction in December and potentially a 0.3% contraction um, in January. So, mm. you know, in conventional times, that that should that should uh, deter central banks from hiking rates because obviously you want to you know you want to keep mm. policy stimulative. But should also be said, a couple of months after that potential 0.3% contraction, inflation could be hitting 7%, yeah. which is a lot more alarming. Yeah, and the MPC certainly earning their money at the moment. Um, I think if I was a betting man, I think they might they might do wait and see um, in February. But again, that comes with the trade-off that down the line you might have to hike uh, 
harder and higher and faster than you than you otherwise would. Um, lots to chew over, but we'll leave it there. I'm sure we will speak again this week, especially as some of this data starts to roll in, including US inflation data, which is out on Wednesday, which will no doubt be closely watched in the offices of the Fed. Jack, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. And that's all from me today at the City AM, uh, at the City AM, at the City View podcast from City AM. Um, there we go. It's a Monday. We're starting off uh, slightly slow, but I hope you'll forgive um, the uh, the pauses and ums and confusion. It's one of those days in the office. Lots of news around. We'll be back tomorrow with more news. We've got interviews and guests all week as we look over the Christmas period. I'll see you again soon.